Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, AJ, Megan, and Bo, is it? That's Bo. There you go. <laughs> the doggo tax officially getting paid on the DNVR Avalanche podcast. <laughs> uh, back to talk about free agency for day five of free agency, despite it feeling like no big names have signed for three days. So we're into week two of free agency somehow. Yeah, right. It's still going. And and that's where I wanted to open the show is ask you guys. This one feels extra slow. Like normally you get to this point, there's like one or two names where it's like, yeah, they're taking their time. They're down to a couple teams. This year it's like, oh, there's Kadri, there's Klingberg, there's Subban, there's Calvin DeHaan, there's Paul Stasny, Evan Rodriguez is out there. There's a ton of names. Like, does it feel slow to you guys too? Or do you think this is kind of normal now? For me, this is, this is just different. It's, there's always, like you said, Rudo, there's always a couple of those guys who are kind of stragglers. Um, you know, like in the last couple of years, it's been like the Joe Thorntons of the league. Um, you know, they're probably going to come back. <clears throat> maybe they'll retire. Maybe they'll go to Europe. Uh, but this year there's like high profile guys, like guys that, I, you know, in the past have been no doubt day one guys. Like the fact that someone of Nazem Kadri's like free agency status has now gone this long without a contract is I, I don't remember the last time we saw something like this where Kadri I think maybe the second best free agent that was out there maybe third best yeah um, certainly top three I would say right um, the fact that he's gone this long and then Klingberg's the other one for me that. I thought that'd be a no doubt someone would throw some big money at him day one. Well, and usually you see in those situations that guy's like usually has like a hey, I basically have a deal worked out. I'm just waiting to sign right. it for whatever reason. But with Kadri, it's down to three teams. With Klingberg, no one has any idea what that guy's going to do. So it, it feels weird. Well, and especially Klingberg because I, I feel like I remember hearing one or two teams that were like, oh, he's, he's guaranteed to be, you know, they're guaranteed to be in on him. Uh, you know, th- this team really likes him. This team really likes him. And yeah, like you said, just to hear nothing. Yeah. Megan on your side of it, this is your first one that I, you're actually covering. So that's a great point because none other have really felt like this, but I haven't been as involved at this level either. So this could be standard, but the radio silence that Jesse's kind of alluding to around Kadri specifically, but other players and big players um, has been interesting to me because there's a lot of insiders in other markets who have been able to reliably release information about other things that have happened. And now it's gone pretty quiet across the board. And I think that's been an interesting. That's, that's the other part. It's, it's, I love that you brought that up because I was on Twitter this morning. You know, you get wake up, you're laying in bed, scroll through Twitter. There's like nothing on my feed right now. It's empty, dude. Empty. No, I hear these people are talking. Oh, you know, this guy maybe has a couple options here. It's like everyone, hockey Twitter is like gone on vacation. They've all gone to the cottage and, uh, 
you know, they're, they're, they're hard out and it's just like nothing out there. Yep. I guess, I guess, is that the schedule? They're like, look, it's day three of free agency. This is when we leave. <laughs> Doesn't matter that nobody signed. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah. We have the timeshare from this day to this day. We're not Gotta missing go. any days. <laughs> There's so many big pieces still on the table. It's hard for me to imagine they could walk away from that. It makes me feel like right. everyone has become so tight-lipped. Like we had an indication that Darcy Pepper was going to Washington before it happened, mm-hmm. but it's just completely gone silent. And I think it's because nobody knows anything because nobody's talking to each other. I, you know, I yeah. won, and this is purely speculation to be clear. This is probably not the case, but I, I, it's a little curious that the summer after the entire expansion draft gets leaked, all of a sudden <laughs> it's a lot harder to get info. <laughs> That's I hadn't thought about that, but that's not like the worst like argument I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, dude, like that, that they 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 did away with the the legal tampering period, which uh, totally stopped tampering. Right. Totally. Right. 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 <laughs> but to, to that same point, like I remember there was a couple years there where like it was it was all determined, like everyone knew where everyone was going. Yeah agents were even like openly like yep we have a soft agreement and soft agreement in place uh you know we'll be signing that deal on july 1 um so i know the league did away with that because it was like yeah just all the info was getting out before the day actually came around i i wonder if that has anything to do with it is it the nhl telling people to keep it on the dl a little bit more maybe yeah uh, it's and the other side of it like i don't blame the players for wanting a tampering period or, or doing it because having security and knowing where you're going to live and where your job is and all of right. that, it's crazy. It's like insane to be on July 15th and some of these guys still have no idea where they're going to be playing next year. Right. So, well, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. I, I, I've, I've never seen a free agency quite like this. Um, and and to me, the even crazier part, don't know when it's going to end. It, it, everyone is just sitting around, at least in the Avs and it sounds like the Islanders and at least one other team's department, waiting for Kadri. Mm-hmm. And then I say waiting, but, you know, allegedly Kadri's waiting for one of these teams to clear cap space. So behind the scenes, they're probably calling around and, and trying to do stuff. But like, and, and, that, and that to me is the weird part. I just saw a comment come through the chat saying like, oh, well, you know, they're waiting to make a trade. Teams are trying to make a trade. That's why there's nothing out there. But we that's haven't heard any trade That's what's so either. weird. Yeah. Right. Right. We haven't heard anything. <laughs> we haven't heard anything about, oh, this guy is being shopped. This is, you know, fans have put Gerard's name out there. But, like, I have not talked to anybody who has actually linked Gerard to trade. Yeah, there's nothing from like a reputable source that has come right. out about it. And and it's just it's just so odd. It's just so odd. All right. So Megan, clearly you need more sources is what we're learning from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Megan's gonna be the next Bob McKenzie confirmed. I have a question. Um, and it's a little off topic, but for the Avs okay. and RFAs, um, none file for arbitration does that include the ahl type players that received a qualifying offer like shane bowers and malt it does correct yeah thank you 
yeah. which I think Bowers, I think, was arbitration eligible yeah, this year. Of them. Yeah, I'm not One sure about. Two. I'm not sure about the others. Well, uh, and and I don't know. Just to before we move on, do you guys think all the RFA stuff is part of what kind of made this shake out the way that it did? Was that the market just got flooded with so many mid-level, decent bet guys? that were RFAs that just didn't get QOs. And like, do you guys think that maybe messed this up? Yeah. I, if you, it, it's weird, right? Because I think it's, it's partially that and partially the combination of, of a cadre and a couple other guys slow playing mm-hmm. it. Right. Because if there was more information out there, I think teams would quicker realize, okay, we're out on this guy. Let's go to our plan B, which maybe wasn't at the start of free agency, like a few days before, but ended up being, a guy like a Strom who went to Washington, a guy like a Stasny who's still out there. But instead of teams quickly going on to their plan B and C's, it's kind of everyone just milling around like, well, plan A hasn't said no yet. So... Right, right, right. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, it, it just, I, I think you're right. Like, it was already heading to be weird, and then all those RFAs hit UFA, and it, it really spiraled it. Yeah. That did surprise me, because it does feel like a game of chicken, too. Like, yeah, the, the deal that Strom signed with Washington was a good deal that I I almost feel like that's really competitive. I wonder what other teams would have been in on that if they'd known, but there were teams holding out on other players that are still available right now, like a cadre that it yep. just affected things in a weird way that the Strom deal with Washington. Like I, I, you know, you obviously you want to bring Kadri back and but like, I looked at that deal and, and I seriously, I was like, wow, there's, there's really part of me that just wishes Chris McFarlane would have done that for the Avs. And then you have still a million and some change left over as kind of breathing room. And if you need to make changes, you can, um, I, I'm with you, Megan. I thought that was a, I thought that was a smart, good value deal. Again, I do wonder, and the other conversation of this, and this is one that's true every year. How many of these teams are looking at this free agency and going, you know, maybe we're better off trying to solve our problems at the trade deadline or through an in-season trade, something like that, um, instead of trying to walk this weird line of, of a weird time to be in free agency, right? We've talked about it before. A lot of these guys are like, hey, give me a two, three year deal, get me to the cap going up and then pay me a lot more then. So you are stuck in this weird middle ground, I think, in the NHL right now when it comes to free agents. Is that why it's this slow? I doubt it, but maybe it's a contributing factor. Well, I mean, how much of it, too, uh, do you think that maybe this the, the, the landscape of the NHL is just kind of changing? Because for years, for years, free agency has been looked at. Oh, this is this is the one day a year GMs knowingly make a mistake. They yep. know that what they're doing isn't smart. And, you know, they, they know they shouldn't be giving this much term, this much money, whatever. And now they just kind of hand it out. I wonder how much of it is analytics departments and and, you know, teams that are looking at this maybe a little bit deeper and saying yeah you know uh, maybe maybe we shouldn't do something like that and and you know it was when chris mcfarland said the other day look we're gonna we're gonna fix the 2c spot whether it be now in free agency or via a trade later in the year like we'll get it taken care of like i just wonder how many teams have that are, are starting to shift to that mentality of we're not going to do something dumb and handicap ourselves long term 
we'll, we'll figure it out as we need to figure it out. A little bit less of a rush to get it done, at least, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I again, look at the Avs with their goaltending the last two years now, two years in a row. They said, nope, we're not handcuffing ourselves for five years. Yep. We may need that money. And, and they're just happy to find it elsewhere. As we're seriously, five, six years ago, do you even think twice about paying a goaltender like that? I mean, you know, you look at Sergei Bobrovsky's deal. Yeah, that, I mean, out of the guys who actually hit free agency this year, the maybe you throw Kadri in there too, but the only guy that really a team can go out and say, yeah, this guy is part of our core indefinite, indefinitely is Gaudreau, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone else in free agency you're looking at as solid or even very good, but really a peripheral piece on a team, not a piece that's going to be like the core key piece of your hockey team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, again, I mean, <laughs> think about a guy like David Clarkson. Like there's, there's countless names where you sit there and it's like, yeah, bad free agency deal. I can't think of too, too many outside of the good Branson deal with Columbus, the four by yeah. four. Where you the sit Letty there. one was pretty bad too, I think, for St. Louis. We'll get into that. Letty for St. Louis. Yeah. They, which is, they brought him back, to be fair. But. Right, right. But, but I mean, like, you know, it, I feel like it just used to be bad deal after bad deal after bad yep. deal. You spent and, the first four hours of free agency today just laughing at hockey right. games. <laughs> but, but to Megan's point, you know, talking about the Strom thing, like, I just, I think you saw more teams this year just give out smart deals. It, it, it is a weird, situation too as as we kind of segue into our topic of the day here take a look at the anaheim ducks they actually went out and made some moves and they're still nine million dollars below the cap floor so they have to go out and do something (laughs) like they can't just be done right they've been my sleeper team for cadre all along they have the money that's for sure yeah um, I, I, and I know, I know you're trying to move the conversation on from Cadre. Uh, no, no, no. Get get in what you want to get in before I do the ad break. It's just the the. I just find it so interesting how it's changed, and now the 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 last the only report and look like I've checked in with my people that you know I'm not the most plugged in person in the world, but I know some people that know some stuff, and like nobody has heard anything. I've only seen this reported by one person out there, and it was Peter Baugh who. You know, he knows his stuff. Peter's a good dude. But that, you know, he that Nazem Kadri even alerted some teams, hey, I'm looking for a contender and you don't really, you know, fit that mold. It's just so weird. Like, is he really ruling out a team like the Ducks who could maybe give him some money and maybe even throw him a little bit above market value because they need to get to the floor because they're not close enough? It's just, it's all just so peculiar. Yeah, it, it, it's such a weird place, too, because it does feel like free agency is the one area, the one time of year where hockey players break out of their mold a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, the traditional hockey player, oh, it's always about the team. I, you know, the team did great. Never talk about yourself. And then free agency, and it's like, okay, so Taylor Hall went and chased the money. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but for Kadri, so far, sounds like he wants to go to a good team. Yeah. I do think that's an interesting bit of information because you're right outside of 
a couple places. We haven't really seen that reported elsewhere, but it's hard to qualify a contender in the eyes of Nazem Kadri. Like, I don't know what that means to him. And yeah, true. That could leave more options on the table than maybe any of us are expecting. Yeah, what? Well, right. Like, and, you know, if he signs a six-year deal somewhere, if a team he's expecting to be competitive in a couple years is a reasonable option compared to if he signs a three-year deal, that's a team that's got to win now, right? Right, right. Yeah, is he, is he wanting to jump onto a team and go to the conference finals this year? Or to your point, Megan, like, is he willing to say, hey, look, I'm looking at the Ducks. If I'm going to do a, making this number up here, a six-year deal, and I think two more seasons of us kind of struggling a bit, but then by year three, we're going to be really ready to compete. Is that what he considers a contender? I don't know. That's uh, if you have the answer to that question, time to be an <laughs> NHL insider, please. <laughs> uh, okay. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Had a couple the other night with the, with the gang. It was a fun time. Appreciate all y'all. Uh, also, you can get it at your local liquor store. Go there. Go find your Breck Brew. Go to breckbrew.com. They have some swag merch out there. Also, if you haven't checked out their farmhouse, amazing little venue. You got to get out there just to see it. It's a great place to, to hang out, go see a show, or just have a beer. Uh, we're also brought to you, of course, by Athletic Greens. When you drink at night, you have those greens in the morning. Keeps your body going. Look, I'm 30 now. I can't uh, I can't quite put the beer back like I used to. Need a little pick-me-up. So Athletic Greens takes care of me there. You just one scoop in your water in the morning. Got 75 vitamins and minerals, a bunch of other probiotics, and, and all sorts of electrolytes and all crazy stuff to keep you going, keep you looking good, keep your immune system active. A lot of people use it for their workout routines. It helps them with that too. So be sure to go check it out today. You can go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to let them know we sent you over there. And of course, when you're over there, you go purchase it. Then you get a year's supply of vitamin D that comes with it and five travel packs. So if you're going on the road, you can bring it with you. You can keep your routine up so you don't get all out of sorts with it. So yeah, go check out Athletic Greens today. Uh, you can take control of your health, especially helps. You probably noticed I've been sick for a while. Should have been taking my athletic greens. Help with the <laughs> immune system. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, wanted to talk about the Western Conference as a whole today. Um, but it's hard to do that without talking about Nazem Kadri and just the concept of free agency isn't really done yet. Yes, we're five days in, but there are teams that are going to do more. It's not over yet, but we have to take a look at where teams are so far. Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of the Western Conference has not done a lot. Yeah. It, I honestly don't know. If you're looking at winners and losers of free agency, I don't know that anyone in the West really I would qualify as a winner. I just think every team and right now, including the abs, cause let's say you don't, you know, you're not, let's, let's assume you're not bringing back Nazem Kadri. I, I don't think any team out West got better. Yep. I agree. I think it's maybe think it's pretty simple. Maybe the ducks. I mean, maybe, 
they at least tried, right? Like right. they went out, got Ryan Strom, got Frank Vitrano. But but I just I still think they're I just think they're still too far behind the pack for that yeah. to be considered like a I I mean like look, let's run through it. Megan, you were saying you were jumping on looking. Minnesota got worse. St. Louis got worse. And the same, yeah. Right. Does LA have maybe potential at the top of the pack? Yeah, LA's a good one. Do um they really do anything? Who who else they brought in? Um Fiala. Fiala, thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If we're going back to June, sure. And, and I think some of that is them looking at the Pacific and saying, like, this is ripe for the taking. Um yep. you know, so so St. Louis loses their goaltending depth, loses probably their best scorer in Peron. Uh Vegas trades Max Pacioretty for absolutely literally nothing. nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, Calgary loses Johnny Gaudreau. Um, Dallas, you're probably losing John Klingberg. Seems like it. You lose some of that goaltending depth. Obviously, you've got Ottinger, um, but you know Braden they did bring Holtby's in Marchment for what it's worth. Okay. Yeah. That's really the only thing that they did. I got Colin Miller. So I don't know how much you care about that. Right. It, 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 it's a lot of, it's a lot of guys doing this, you know, a lot of lateral moves. Yeah. I don't remember what, I think it was Sportsnet. I was watching the other night and they were talking about the goaltending carousel and they were like, it's funny to listen to all these, all these teams saying, Oh, well we got better in goal. We're better in goal. He's like, but all these goalies just shuffled around. Yeah, did so how you actually that... get better? <laughs> right. He's like, how is it that everybody thinks they just got better when everyone's goalies just did a shuffle? So who's actually the better goalie here? Yep. Um, That's like that Edmonton got Jack Campbell, right? And you're like, and, and and to me that doesn't move the needle at all. Yep. At all. Does Jack does Jack Campbell make? A game of difference in that in that Western Conference final? I don't think so. No, I, I don't feel it. So it, it is a little bit hard to read the West right now because of that. But uh, let's let's go here, Megan. Who are the top three teams in the West today? Um, I'd probably still. Consider the Avs a top team. Um, Blues, maybe Oilers. Okay. Oh, really? Wow, you don't even have Vegas up there. Well, I mean, I guess they missed the playoffs. Not uh, even yeah. a playoff team. Some things that remain to be seen for Vegas next year. Yeah, that also, like, how healthy is Robin Leonard? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. But and what's Mark Stone's status? True. Yeah, how's his back? Right. You know, I mean, like we heard it endlessly from Vegas people on Twitter last year about what a, a real serious back injury this was. How serious is it? And kind of the way Megan was describing the top three, you're like, yeah, okay, the Avs are the top team. You feel pretty uh, yeah. good about that. Yep. And then you're like, the Blues, it's, Edmonton. It's, <laughs> like, is, is LA in that now? 
I want LA to be a part of that because I, I went to bat for them a second ago as having improved. <laughs> and they, I think they had a good first round too. They definitely yeah. would spin pretty well. I think LA so. has a very With no doubty. Yeah. They're trending in the right direction and I do think they improved. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it's just tough because you look at the West and you're like, okay, Arizona's full tanking. They want Connor Bedard. Chicago completely blew it up. They want Connor Bedard. Seattle, still Seattle. Sure, they went out and got Andre Burkowski and some guys. So maybe, maybe do you guys think Seattle will be better next year? I do. I do think yeah. Seattle. Okay. Yeah, they'll be better, especially in that division. That, that, that you make a good point. I just for the fourth or fifth year in a row, the Pacific just doesn't feel. Uh, great <laughs> the, the pacific i feel like used to be so scary because you had the california gauntlet when all three california teams were really good and then past that it's never been great and now the california teams just suck and yeah. you're like hoping la can be the relevant one and you're looking at anaheim and san jose and you're like Maybe in a couple of years there'll be something. <laughs> yeah, dude, we need to get we need to get Sinbin on. Uh, yeah, we gotta bring him back. A, a summer show here because very rapidly Vegas looks like they're putting on a master class in how not to build a team. Yeah, it's uh, and like you knew they were gonna run into cap problems, right? Yeah. Just the way they were set up, but now. Boy, the hammer is coming down hard on them. And, and and obviously we'll see. Maybe they come out and have a great season and you know, kind of stuff back in everyone's face, but it just seems like the wheels has started to come off relatively quickly. Yep. And and that was all supposed to be like, yeah, we're gonna go all in, win a cup, and then realize that we'll have to go through a rebuild. But they may have missed that with two of the easiest paths they'll ever get to the cup and they blew it twice. Yep. yep. It's, I mean, when you take a deeper look at Vegas, I, I just look at their depth and I have serious questions, especially on defense. Cause you're Alec Martinez is 34 years old. Alex Petrangelo is 32 and took a pretty big step back last year. Mm-hmm. You have Shea Theodore, so I guess you feel good about that. And then you're rounding out your defense with Zach Whitecloud, Ben Hutton, and Braden McNabb. Like, decent guys. But that defense, uh, if you're not getting every ounce out of Petrangelo and Martinez, you're in trouble. They just they, – they, they sacrifice too much to go for the big fish too many years in a row. Yep. You can't have – five centerpieces you know what i mean (laughs) yeah well and they've really really struggled to get graduating prospects too traded them all yeah well they traded away all the wrong ones right 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 (laughs) so you know if had they kept suzuki and traded cody glass instead it might be a different world, but they're they're still waiting on guys. And I know, you know, Brisson was a 2021 kid, but he's not there yet. Dorfeyev's not there yet. And then after that, you know, the the depth of their uh, reserve list, there's not a ton there because of all those picks they moved. Yeah, 
Megan, you got a pretty up close look at Henderson last year. What did you think of that? And we don't have to spend that much time on Vegas here, but to Rudo's point here, like, does it look like they've got cheap help on the way? I wouldn't say so. Like, they were definitely competitive against the Eagles. Um, but a lot of that was carried by Logan Thompson and that at the start of the season, helping mm-hmm. them. So they were able to try some more things in the offensive zone. Like they have big physical D in Henderson, but that was sort of uh, exposed in the playoffs for them, especially Patera is a good goaltender too. Like it's, he didn't do anything wrong, but um, I just don't see a, like outside of their top line. I don't see a lot coming up to help them anytime yeah. soon. If I had a nickel for every big physical D in the AHL that just couldn't hack it at the NHL level. <laughs> in the regular season, it looked great, but then uh, just didn't didn't help them. Didn't make smart choices. Yeah. And that's, it's it's so hard. It is so hard to be able to play at NHL pace, both mentally and physically. So you never know with, with the prospect pools, of course, but... There's just I I don't know the the future does not look bright for Vegas unless they put it together right now with the team they have in the NHL right now. Um, yeah. so let's let's go the other way with it. Uh, you talked about LA a little bit. Realistically, do you think there are other teams in the West that are on the way up? I know maybe they didn't get better this off season, but. Are there teams putting the pieces in place to get better next year or the year after, something like that? Megan, I'll let you start with that one. I feel like I've kind of given my answers being LA, being um, I think Anaheim would be Seattle another. Um, Seattle is mine. Peek over one more time here. Yeah. In, in, those are mine. Yeah. I, honestly, th- those, those three are mine as well. Like, I look – it's like – let's yeah let's kind of step back and look at it right so i think la we can all pretty much like they already started coming up at the end of this season right that's team on the rise anaheim i thought kind of overachieved this last season but they they're going in the right direction um i wouldn't be surprised to kind of see a repeat of what they did last year but that's okay um seattle i still think they're a ways away but Quickly, you kind of look up, and I like the foundation they've got there. Um, you know, they got strength down the middle. Um, the Martin Jones move was a little weird. Didn't love that. Questionable, but questionable. Um, I think Grubauer is a good goaltender. I kind of like their base. I still think there are ways out, but th- those uh, those are my three that I think are on the upswing. And then I think you have a lot of teams like you look at Winnipeg, and that could maybe be a team, but. They have to decide what they're doing. Are they trying to be on the upswing, or is it time to tear it down and rebuild? It's a great point. You've said it multiple times during the show already, Jesse, but there are a lot of teams in the West that are stuck in the middle right now. Yeah. Winnipeg, Calgary, that yep. uh, number, Nashville kind of in, in the same spot, sort of, uh, even though they Minnesota. did bring Forsberg back. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, absolutely. Um, so... It's just, it's hard to read where a lot of the teams in the West are going right now. So we'll see. Honestly, I, I, and not to sound too much like, you know, not too Homer here, too overconfident, but like, honestly, for me, it's kind of the abs 
And then you have a couple teams um, that, you know, are, are kind of hanging around one, maybe two. Then you have that group of three teams that you'd say are on the upswing. And then I think you just have a bunch of teams not really sure what they're doing. Yeah. I, are you rebuilding? Are you trying to be competitive? Look, they don't uh, yeah. call it the Calgary zone for nothing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just just saying. But but you're right. It's and they put themselves in weird spots. Like mm-hmm. you look at Anaheim and you're like, All right, you know, they do have a lot of these young kids coming up. You can feel like they're they're in that swing. But then they go out and sign a 29-year-old Ryan Strom and, right. and throw him in front of those kids. And it's like, okay, if, if things go well, then you position yourself with a good piece immediately. But are you blocking your guys a little bit? Right. Right. It, it's just, it's, it's, I think a bunch of teams have made moves that made you question where they were at. They go, oh, okay, I know what. I know what the Kraken are doing. They're building for the future. Five and a half, Andre Burke. Right. Five it's like, years. It's like, all okay. right. I mean, I like Burke. I think he's a good player. I think, you know, whatever. But, and then, you know, you just mentioned Anaheim, Ryan Strom. Yep. Uh, LA is the only one, I think, of those teams on the rise that are making, like, consistent moves. moves. Yeah, 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 yeah. coherent <laughs> moves. Yeah, you're right. I I agree. Like even even Dallas, who it's like, okay, they went out in Marchment. That's a solid player. Right. But you signed a guy for four years, and your core is Tyler Sagan at 30, who can't skate anymore. Jamie Ben, who 33, who might not be able to play hockey anymore. Yeah. And Joe Pavelski at 38. Like that team is ancient at this. But you have Ryan Suter on the back end at 37, and it's like <laughs> you can't you can't keep getting away with these guys. Yeah, and eventually you have to turn it over to the kids, and they just haven't really. I guess they have Gurionov and Hints, but Robertson. they need more than that. Yeah, Robertson, that's fair. So that's more than I thought. But even still, your, you know, your second line is the old folks' home at this point. <laughs> oh my so I don't, I don't know. It, they, again, where are they going? What's the next step for that team? Is it to just ride the old dudes into the dirt, or can they go out and get some youth? Uh, we are brought to you by FOCO. You can go over to FOCO.com to get all of your licensed merchandise for all of the teams here in Colorado. But, you know, the Evs Championship merch is the best right now. Let's just be honest about that. Championship merch mm-hmm. better than any other sports merch. Confirmed. Look at that. Allie's Ooh. got them on right oh, there. Oh, yeah. There it is. Love Great shirt. Yeah, that's kind of sick. I'm Such all about that. Thanks. So go over to FOCO.com today. Uh, get over there, especially if you're a bobblehead lover like D-Line. They have tons of bobbleheads that you can add to your collection. A bunch of other stuff as well, including like Crocs, which is a weird one to me. But, Love you know, that. if you want Crocs Avalanche shoes, you can jump on it over at FOCO. Uh, we're also brought to you by Avaca TV. If you want to watch Altitude next year, they have it for you. Super easy to use, just 15 bucks a month for the first three months when you use code DNVR. Go over to avaca.tv slash DNVR. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. It's a little box, plugs right into your TV, sets it up, and you're good to go. You don't have to worry about trying to stream anything or, or do anything awkward. Has Altitude, has AT&T Sportsnet, has national channels. So that's literally all of the sports in Colorado completely covered 
You can watch all of your teams, all of that amazing stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. I did want to talk about the Avs a little bit and get your guys' opinions. Obviously, knowing the Kadri thing isn't done, the Avs are likely to do something more. But so far, are you happy with what the Avs done? Are you content with them essentially just going out and keeping as many of their guys as they could? Or did you want to see them do a little bit more, be a little bit more aggressive? Megan? I think... I'm overall pretty satisfied because there were pieces I definitely wanted them to have back. I wanted them to have one of the two between Cogliano and Helm. Um, so, you know, maybe in a perfect world, if they had kept just one of them, um, that would have been an opportunity to bring someone else in in their place. But I like both of them. I like what they bring to the table. Um, and then similarly, I really did feel it was important for the Avs to bring Manson back. Um, I just didn't like a lot of the... Um, right D that was available in the market at the time. Um, so I thought that was a wise choice too. The goaltender tandem situation, especially seeing how the rest of that shook out, felt very cost effective. Um, obviously there's a little bit of risk involved, but some of the big people that I wanted to remain on this roster are still there. Um, we expected Lekkonen to be back, Nachushkin, that kind of thing. Um, so overall, really happy. Um, with how it shook out, I didn't necessarily want them to go out and shake things up. Um, it would have been at the expense of someone like Valerie Nachushkin. It would have been happening because he didn't come back. And so I don't know that I would have liked that risk any better. Um, so overall, very happy. She nailed it. Like, I mean, like, honestly, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. Like, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll take it even a step further when you were talking about Manson coming back. I kind of looked at this free agent market. And you're like, yeah, you know, there's there's a guy like Giroux at the top. If you can add a guy like that, great. Johnny Gaudreau at the top, cool. Once you get into, like, the more realistic options, like, I'm just looking down and I said, I, I, I like what the Avs have. If you can just bring that back, I think that's better than the options that are out there, getting new guys in, uh, you know, bringing new guys into the locker room, getting new guys integrated into the system. You're essentially the 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 roster that won Game Six is essentially being run back. We're still waiting on the two C spot with Nazem Kadri, but you're essentially saying, "Cool, the team that got it done in Game Six in Tampa, let's just go do it again." I like the gamble in net. I think it's a high upside, low risk bet. Um, that you'll have to wait to see the payoff, but um. I, I think they're happy with their team D and their decor. And they say, we don't need anyone to be great. Just go back there and be good. And uh, I like it. I want to dig a little deeper into the Manson conversation. Uh, because if you go look out there for right D right now in free agency, your options are PK Subban, Anton Strawman, Calvin DeHaan, John Klingberg. Now shelve Klingberg for a second. Yep. Those other three guys really have no interest in taking any of them over Manson. So it's not like there was a wealth of riches out there, basically, on the D side. No, and you might have had to pay for an upgrade, like if we went after Klingberg kind of thing. Right. And not only would it cost more, this is where you have a stylistic conversation. Does Klingberg do a lot of the things the Avs do well? Absolutely. At what point is their decor... 
too much of the same thing. And and that's where I think they saw, you know what? Josh Manson comes in and brings something that the rest of our D doesn't. He can play that physical game defensively. He obviously did a great job of it in the playoffs. And it, specifically how well he paired with Sam Gerrard when Gerrard was healthy. It's a tough sell even on Klingberg as a replacement for that for me. Manson just, he filled that spot in the exact way you wanted him to. I, I, I can't remember which one of you just said it, but like he's, he's different than what the abs have on D but he provided enough of what they want them to provide, jumping up into the play, getting pucks through, generating some offense. Uh, he, I mean, he did everything that you wanted him to do in the three months he was with the abs last season. Uh, and I, I just think that that's a, it was just too good of a fit uh, on both sides, Manson with the abs and then the abs with Manson. Uh, for, for them to let that one go, especially for some of those options out there, even a guy like Klingberg, um, Megan, to your point, that you'd probably have to pay a little bit more than what you're paying Manson to get, when I, I actually think Manson's maybe the better fit. I think it might be more than a little bit more, too. Yeah. We talked yeah. about um, Lucas Sedlak and Ben Myers, like – separate from free agency this lineup looks different next year because there's additions that came about unrelated to free agency yeah a great point great point with ben myers especially because that's I'm a dude that i'm so it, excited about ben myers well and, and there's no doubt there right the abs were like yep we got this guy and we're putting him in the nhl immediately so you know that dude's a, has a roster spot at this point yep so it, it is a really good point that there are other ways to make your team better and they got a good, nice little look at him. You know, we got a, a nice little preview on Ben Myers uh, last season. So it's yeah. not a complete unknown. Obviously, it was three or five games or something like that. So five. pump the brakes a bit. But, um, <laughs> you know, like we, we, got a, we got a good look at him. You, you, you like what you saw and you, you feel good about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So is, are we really settling on St. Louis as the only real competition in the central for the Avs? I'm not putting them that well, in the central. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm curious where you guys feel about Nashville. Honestly, that's the one team that we haven't really talked about much. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly how yeah. I feel. Some, some iffy looks on the yeah. cameras is, is how you feel about Nashville. <laughs> it's, it's I mean I, I mean like look we just saw these two teams go head to head. Yeah. You see sure you see Soros wasn't in there. Maybe that makes a game of difference. Maybe maybe it's 4 to 1 instead of a clean sweep. Um but you know Connor Ingram like he played fine. You know I yeah. I, I, I didn't think outside of that first one that that game one uh i didn't think there was any game where you were like yeah you can just really tell the the goaltending cost him i thought connor ingram was solid um do you and, feel better about them with ryan mcdonough sure yeah i mean i mean you're a little bit better defensively but the comment that just came through like that's a lot of career years you hope repeat yeah, that's that's a good point. It 
you're are you gonna get 40 out of Matt Duchesne again? Right. Right. And like maybe you are, maybe. But I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting my eggs in that basket. I just, to me, like Ryan McDonough, like that's a nice ad for them. But I don't know if their defense was ever the issue. Fair enough. It's it's just so hard to call their offense the issue with the year that they had in the regular season, sure. at the very least. Right. Yeah. Those were entertaining games between the apps too. Yep. Yeah. There was a. They were not an, an easy put away by any stretch of the imagination, but again, it's it doesn't feel like the Avs necessarily got better, but they didn't get any worse than anyone else in the division did, right? So, and 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 again, the bottom of this division is just going to be awful. Arizona and Chicago are going to lose fifty games each, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I was saying that's, and that's going to be because when I was sitting there kind of running through the central, I think Winnipeg could maybe flip the switch and go to a rebuild. Arizona, Chicago are clearly in a rebuild, and you're already, <laughs> that's already half the other teams in the division. Yep. Minnesota and Nashville, I think, are kind of middling. And St. Louis is the only one that I think you could say is on the other side of that. We'll see how their goaltending holds up. <laughs> I mean, it, it it does feel like you're going to get to the midpoint of the season and you're going to see these teams decide, okay, we need to go for it or, okay, we need to sell stuff off. So depending on how the first, like, yeah. October, November, December, depending on how those shake out, you could see the Central Division uh, either get real bad or see some teams get real aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting is, is is a great way to put it. Um, I don't have a ton else other to say about this free agency. Again, it's been surprisingly slow, but is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? I've got the same amount to say as my Twitter feed. A whole bunch nothing. of nothing. A lot of nothing. <laughs> and, okay. and until and we're, we're just in this, we're waiting for the next domino. It's very rare that you have like, two sets of dominoes for for free agency yeah, that really does yeah. just kind of feel like we're, we're stuck once cadre goes all the rest will go and we'll have three more hours worth of stuff to say but right now it's just kind of like it's hurry up and wait well and that's the thing with these dominoes it's like we could get off the show and cadre could sign five minutes later right right or right. it could be july 25th yeah and no one that. signs <laughs> yeah no one wants that i don't think anyone wants that i'm ready to get it over with but. It's just, it's just, it's in the back of my mind with every, like every planning event that I have right now. Like, oh, do you want to go get lunch? Yes. I, I need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just check my phone before I leave for lunch, checking my phone before I order. And it's just, um, I'm not like stressed over it, but it's, it's just, uh, it's just interesting. I just, I, I'd like a little bit of clarification. Okay. Pod poll. Is Kadri an Av by the end of this week? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. Okay. Megan? I'm going to say yes to be contrarian. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave means Megan that you on the island. You are the deciding vote. 
No, I'm leaving Megan on an island. I'm saying, I'm saying no. I don't think it happened. <laughs> I'm saying yes. So she's oh, got to oh, okay. We're split. We're split. We'll, uh, well, we'll that was something like a great DNVR Avalanche Twitter poll. Yeah, that's exactly that's what it's going to be. Point. Although chat is coming hard with the nose right now. <laughs> that makes me feel better about the yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to feel so smart if it does happen. Like I saw it, guys. I, I called it. Yeah. The nose came in, and when Allie came back, her hair was like more disheveled than before. Yeah, I'm we should say happy about birthday, it. I'm Allie. <laughs> We're hoping for a cadre signing on your birthday. Yeah, now there you go. Adds up. A birthday wish. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate all y'all in chat. It's on. Oh, we do have one super chat to get to. I almost forgot. Uh, $5 from Berkeley here, who says, no rush on this one. Uh, if you were Arizona, how much would you need to be compensated for signing Kadri for a seven by four and trading him to the Avs, retaining however much money? Um, a lot. Uh, another first and a third. Yeah, I, so it I, becomes a conditional second or something like. I mean, that. I, I like it's the first for sure, right? And then yeah. whatever throw in beyond that is. That that's an interesting one because I I almost wonder if I wonder if the league would step in at that point and be like no 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 you can't do that because <laughs> it's that's honestly not a terrible I that's not a not a terrible suggestion if you can get a team involved and be like hey I don't know like basketball does that shit all the time so do they it's not it's not the worst idea I've ever heard I, I'm here for it but that's also like. If you're in Kadri's camp, that's a little sketchy where it's like the Avs call you up and they're like, okay, let Arizona sign you. And right, we'll right, right. For you. Trust us. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sign-in trades you still happen in the NBA all the time. Can still happen here. Uh, but I, I – anyway. I'll say I might do some digging on that to see. Yeah, the, some someone chat saying you can't sign with retention or trade with retention the first year, which could be true. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know the CBA that well. Um, either way, I would I would surmise that it's very very unlikely that that happens in reality. But I but I like the idea. Like I like the thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap up the show for today. We're going to be looking at the East tomorrow, which actually did interesting stuff in free agency so that should be fun uh please tune in for that one got some other stuff coming this week uh it sounds like we're doing a mailbag for tdsp so hit up Allie, send her some questions for that yeah send me some questions there you go be a good one. Be a fun one. uh other than that we're out of here we appreciate all of you and we will talk to you on the next one